0: Hi, this is Glenn Sanford and today I'm going to do my fifth podcast on working remote. And uh, as many of you know, uh, I've built one of the largest organizations with a, with a really great team over the last 11 years to over 28,000 people and operating in four countries and I've done it entirely remote or we don't have a corporate office to speak of, we have Uh, No physical office to go by to actually drop into, but we've actually built our entire organization online in a very collaborative, a very agile, very dynamic way. So today, uh, on this fifth episode, I'm going to talk about my favorite tools, those tools that in my mind have really been able to give us an unfair advantage over our bricks and mortar counterparts. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper than we've done in previous podcasts to some of these tools, but also hopefully help you understand why these tools and the way we use these tools really gives us that again that unfair advantage as we look to scale an organization so um, really excited that you're on this podcast listening be sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, hope you enjoy this episode thanks Hi, Glenn Sanford here. And today I'm going to talk about my favorite tools for remote work. And uh, these are my favorite tools. Certainly, there are other ones, there's a plethora of amazing tools that are out uh, available for you to work um, with your team. And uh, but there's some that in my book, really are the backbone tools to everything that I do on a daily basis. So I'm I'm either working in a mind map, a Trello board, a, a Google Doc, a spreadsheet, um, our workplace platform, um, a little bit of Slack, and then also our Verbella platform. And so I want to just talk about you know the platforms that I'm a, a huge uh, fan of, why I think they are great tools, especially if you need to put things in place in a hurry. And you don't want to take a lot of, uh, I'll say, risk on, on tools that m- might you know, require a significant amount of subscription e- expense or other things. And I want to just talk about some things you can use today that you can put in into practice today and why these are the tools that I think could really uh, help you uh, move into a fully re- remote, remote work setting with you and your team very quickly. So... The first one, and I've talked a little bit about the the daily standups, I think it's which is really critical. If you're going to be working uh, remote, it's the uh, it's the daily touches that you have with your team as to what's what you're working on. And you need a tool to figure out what it is that you're working on and who's doing what and uh, some a tool to to easily track what's getting done. And so um, there, there was a book written years ago by a gentleman named Jeff Sutherland called the, the book uh, Scrum, The Art of Doing Twice as Much in Half the Time. And it really came out with this, the, out of the agile movement. And it came out with this the, the concept of a backlog, a next actions, a doing and a done. It's kind of similar to Kanban. It's uh, similar to some lean practices. But the idea of being able to create some sort of very visible way to see what needs to get done, who's doing that work, and ultimately being able to check in on a regular basis on that work is is really um, uh, important to team uh, speed of execution, dynamics, collaboration, and, and ultimately, you know, getting the getting things done so for me that one tool that really is super helpful and and super beneficial is that is Trello and and it's basically free and when I say basically free it, most of the main functions that you'll need to use for for organizing work you can probably do with the free version of Trello now, that doesn't mean that you don't want to upgrade because I've actually upgraded my Trello to actually add a whole bunch of extra features. But to get you going tomorrow, if you need a tool that you, you've you just your team's tra- struggling as to how do we work together, you go set up a Trello account, invite your team to a Trello board, set up four columns. And, and the four columns, uh, as I mentioned earlier, are Backlog, Next Actions, Doing and Done and start to throw all of the open loops, all of the things that need to at some point to get done, throw them in the backlog. And your team can throw them in the backlog too. So you can create cards, every one of your your team members can create cards, throw in the backlog. And if you're operating using kind of a scrum or agile methodology, at some point, before maybe the first meeting of the week, um, on the weekend, or as a team, you're going to prioritize what in that backlog is really important versus what is would be nice to do, which is and, and then also some of the things that don't ever need to get done. One of the cool things about a backlog in, in my book is you take all those high priority items, you move them to the top, top of the backlog, you, you more likely move them to next actions because they're critical to whatever it is that you're doing. And, and then, um, and then during your stand ups, you figure out who's doing what today. Not not what they plan to do, but which of the next actions are they actually completing in real time, and moving to done. And in your standups, you're able to use this as a as a as a really strong tool to help you be more effective. So, so that's the first one. The second one, and and this is a, another one that I use all the time, and that's a MindMeister. And and MindMeister is a collaborative. Uh, mind um, mind mapping tool. And so if you haven't used a mind map before, uh, Mindmeister's got a really easy to use one, you can set up three um, uh, mind maps for free. Um, I think it's like $3 a month or something super inexpensive to have a uh, a an account that you pay for where you can have an unlimited number of maps. I have tons of maps, almost every single thing that I that I work on, goes on to a mind map first, uh, because I find that I can quickly sketch out the design, the, the dependencies, the elements that ultimately need to get done, and I'm able to put that into a mind map map quickly. Now, what Trello, MindMeister, and all the other things that I'll talk about today all have in common is that they are fully collaborative platforms, meaning that if you give somebody the edit privileges on those platforms, they can be co-editing, co-documenting, uh, co-working with you on getting things done. So this is really, if, if we think about it, uh, the, these the, my favorite tools for remote work are really all about getting things done. And then also empowering high performance teams uh, to get things done as well. So the next one and, and many of you probably already use this one. So it's not that big of a secret, but I'll, I'll, I'll touch bases on it. And I'll talk about some specific reasons why this versus something else is G Suite. Google's uh, collaborative suite of products are, in my mind, a must have for a business and fairly inexpensive. Um, you, you, know, it, you can do certainly through Gmail. If you don't, you know, if you want to go cheap, you can. If you've got a Gmail account, you automatically have access to G Suite and you can actually create uh, collaborative documents inside of G Suite. But if you want to have your own uh, vanity domain name or company domain name attached to your Gmail, then it's $5 per user per month um, for the basic platform on G Suite, so, which is really not very expensive, pretty, pretty inexpensive. But with it, you get so much other stuff beyond Gmail you get Google Docs, you get Google sites, you get Google spreadsheets, you get Google presentations, you get Google drawings, you get Google Keep, you get a whole bunch of other tools that are just built into G Suite. And almost every single one of these tools is fully collaborative ready. And and so if you've not done this before, and and I expect that most people on the uh, that are listening to this podcast have, but if you haven't done this before, Go create a Google Doc, uh, a, a something that you're working on, something that you need to be working with somebody else together with in terms of a letter or a presentation or a document or what have you. Create that document and hit the share button up on the Google Doc and share it with that other person. It doesn't matter whether they have a G Suite account or not. You can invite virtually anybody in to co-write, co-work, Co-develop, work together on actually whatever that is. So it could be a document, it could be a spreadsheet, could be a presentation, could be any number of of things that you can do. In fact, I I really one of the biggest uh, challenges I have as a leader is when somebody sends me something in Microsoft Word or in uh, in a in and emails me a a Microsoft an Excel spreadsheet anybody that emails me a document that I then have to go and either convert to a Google Doc or or open up in some other way, uh, because I, I don't have the Microsoft suite of, of products. And I'll, I know a lot of people now that don't have the Microsoft suite of products. Uh, it drives me, it drives me nuts. Now, uh, I do know that Microsoft also has their version of Office that's online. And if you're Microsoft oriented, use the heck out of those collaborative tools. Do not, if you can, and maybe some organizations won't allow you to do this, and I, I, I get that, I would question why. But if you can, always work in a document that you can collaborate with somebody else on. And I think it's going to, again, increase your, your speed of, of engagement, it'll allow you to work together as a team on those same things together. And it's really, again, a really powerful way to think about collaboration and and uh, and remote work. Um, the next one, the next ones I'm going to talk a little bit about is the is how to uh, then self-document or organize uh, your content that you're doing in real time. So you're using Trello, which is awesome. Hopefully that make sense. And I know many of you will already be using that. Hopefully, you've organized what it is that you want to do in some visual way, which is where MindMeister comes in. You're using G Suite or for Microsoft Office or some collaborative platform for creating documents and presentations and other types of materials that you're going to need from an internal or external perspective and then you need a place to just to be able to over communicate with your team. And when I say over communicate, you know, anything that hits your mind that doesn't isn't a work item, but at some level, enhances the work that we're doing, we need a place to put that. And so there's a couple different places you can put it. One is a a, some sort of group for you and your team. Now, a really easy way, and we did this for many years, is we created private groups in Facebook. In fact, that was how we ran the company. We, we set up private groups, they're free. Um, and, and you can do that on Facebook today. So you can go in and create a, a, a private group and you can work in there and, and add all your content that you're doing throughout the day. Now, Facebook is a fairly public platform. So in that regard, Facebook itself probably isn't the place to actually put enterprise um, activities. Now, on the other hand, there are other platforms. There's Microsoft Teams, there's Slack. And what we use is Workplace by Facebook. And we chose it because everybody knows how to use Facebook. So the learning curve on using Workplace was very, very small compared to, um, uh, because of the fact that everybody's already using Facebook, they already know how to post, they're already part of groups, they're already, they've already liked pages, they've already, you know, to some extent, followed people, etc. And so all of those activities that they've done through Facebook, generally speaking, translates to the workplace by Facebook platform. And we're able to over communicate inside that platform, we We'll take live videos, we'll put it right into to Workplace. We'll actually video presentations taking place in our Verbella auditorium or or different offices or conference centers or one on one meetings or what have you. We can take content and stream it right to Workplace if we choose to. Uh, we can go live with video. We can we can do conference calls and, and those types of things among team members. So it's like like having a Zoom platform for the enterprise. Uh, but it's, which is always available. And you can call people that are part of the enterprise right through the platform. And again, this is not unique to Workplace, but Workplace has done a really good job of creating a platform where you can, in fact, plug in and add your content, your regular cadence of activities to keep the rest of the workplace informed. So one of the, one of the things is that you need to over communicate especially when you're working remote, because nobody has a clue as to what you're doing at home. And so it, when I say home, obviously, I'm saying remote uh, when I say home, but when you're home, nobody knows what you're doing. Nobody knows what what you're actually completing. So that's where if you're using Trello, and you're adding some documents, some, some elements or some comments to your Trello card, and you're asking questions, you're tagging other team members as to what you need Relative to getting things done, Trello is a is a great way to do that. Um, if you are then using you, you've used MindMeister, you've used G Suite, you're you're using Workplace by Facebook, but the last one and this is really the one and this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this podcast. The one that I find glues it all together is again uh, is is our Verbella platform. It's it's I've, I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again it's the single biggest enabler to virtual work I've ever seen um, anywhere. That's why we we ended up acquiring the company back in 2018. It is the single biggest enabler to remote work uh, of any platform that's out there, because it gives you a place to go to work. It gives you a place to actually meet with all of the people that are part of your organization in real time. And you're able to bounce up against them in a way that is not distracting, it enhances, and then ultimately creates an ability to be totally social with, with the folks that are inside your organization um, by being able to you know, connect with, meet with, go to, have a conversation with, all of those elements. And you're able to share all these other tools. So when I'm in Verbella, and the very first thing I do at the beginning of the meeting is I immediately share one of these tools. I share my Trello board onto a screen so everybody can see what I'm doing from my perspective in world and they can see you know, the update of the Trello cards. And, and so one of the things that I've always coached is that you always share your screen and there's always somebody that's managing that conversation. There's somebody who's facilitating that meeting, sharing their Trello board going through some of the various items on that board during the stand-ups in a way that everybody can see and, and somebody is truly engaging in the conversations around that work. Um, so if I'm working on uh, on a mind map, if I'm trying to figure out how all this stuff fits together, if I'm trying to figure out where in an organization does somebody um, fit, and, and there is never a perfect fit, especially when an organization that, you know, ebbs and flows in different directions, but we need some sort of visual indicator as to what projects people are working on. What teams are they associated with? who, What are they working on? Who is that group of people that's ultimately trying to get things done? And how do you create a visual representation for that in a way that makes sense to you, the, the creator, obviously, of the mind map, but also others if they're looking at it or you're describing it to them or if they want to reference at some point and sort to understand what all those elements are. And then you need a place to put all this stuff. And so if you create individual workplace groups in Workplace um, or it could, again, any other platform, but in our case, Workplace, we create individual groups for every set of work streams, in uh, and, and, and project groups and then we attach the various resources right into it and we do it right in the um, in the description description section of, of workplace. so you can attach the trello board you can attach the MindMeister, you can automatically integrate with G Suite so it can have the documents right there. If somebody has edit privileges, they can make immediate edits and it's easy to access. And then you've got another, you know, over overlaying document to some extent, which is the the, the mind map, which then links to each of the groups and workplace so that you can easily navigate based on work streams. And you can you can create multiple ways to navigate from from Trello to MindMeister, to Workplace, back to Trello. And then you're doing all this work together in a place, an office, a boardroom, uh, uh, somewhere where you get together on a regular basis, where you walk in and out and vote with your feet to some extent, based on the importance of that meeting relative to the other ones that you could be involved with at any time. And you're able to be a very dynamic organization in a remote work culture. So Again, these are, I, I talked about these being my favorite tools for remote work. However, I think that these tools together are a formidable force for good in your organization if embraced properly. So you can tell I'm really passionate about this. In my opinion, you know, the the, the remote work um, culture or, you know, working remote as an organization is the Paradigm of work that will give you an unfair advantage over those companies that choose not to go this direction. Fully recognizing that there's some organizations, some companies, some type of work that can't work this way. However, I would challenge most organizations that su- suggest that to actually truly get down to what really has to be physically done versus what can be done. Um, you know, online with your team. And over time, you'll figure out that there's less and less and less that has to be done in the real world uh, that ultimately can't be done in in a remote virtual world for business setting that moves the ball forward. So, you know, sales, marketing, customer communication, branding, um, uh, uh, collaboration, documenting, articles, Building content, um, socializing—so much of the business can be done in world uh, that that when it comes to maybe it's manufacturing or it's the you know working in 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 retail or in restaurants. I get that that those types of things have to be done person to person because your customer is there in physical space, but the organization behind that doesn't need to be done in physical space. The organization behind that can be fully cloud-based, can be fully accessible from the people on the front line in a way that makes you as accessible to them as any other person that they're physically engaged with in whatever setting they find themselves in. So if you do this right, you'll find that again, this, this concept of a high performance organization and being able to do more things with more people at, at a, a greater velocity uh, is a reality because of the tools and how you use those tools for re- remote work. So I'm going to sign off today with uh, that particular podcast. Hope you found this one valuable and uh, see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Hi, Glenn Sanford here again. And uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, part of this is really just to expose some of the ideas that we've developed over the last number of years. Obviously, we're, we're sharing some really great tips and insights. and Hopefully, you're able to put these into your business. But again, hit the subscribe button. Hit me on up on LinkedIn. And again, thanks for listening to Working Remote.